No Ketchup Chicago. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. We're back. We took a little hiatus for two weeks. I had to get out of Chicago, go out to L.A., handle some business. But we're back on the mic. A lot of stuff has happened, like it does every week in Chicago. Big Nick, what's going on? Man, what's going on, man? It's a beautiful Friday. Man, it's a beautiful Friday. We're about to sun catch up. Out. Yeah. Yeah, sun yeah. is out. All that. It's the weekend. I got my coffee on deck. Dark roast, you know. Yep, me too. Listen. You got the Dunkin? Nah, bro. I've been on my... I've been saving my coins, man. So, I'm, I've been at the crib with the... I got the Lavazza ground up. Man, I should send uh, you this. Yeah. It's actually really good. Bro, I got the Keurig at the crib and I barely use it. It's shameful. Yeah, it, it. it... Once you get in the routine, bro, it's actually pretty easy, Jock. Yeah, no, I was for a while, and then, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just so, like, Dunkin' Donuts is literally right next to the crib, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? I just... Yeah, it's quiet for that. Take, take that little trip. But and yeah, it, and it probably tastes a little, a little better. It's a, no, you know what, man? Actually, the Keurig makes a good cup of coffee. It's not even that, bro. I think I'm just lazy. And, like, <laughs> it's hard to be lazy with the Keurig because you literally just push a button, but... Yeah, nah, that's kind of OD. You be, on the, you be on the move, and you're just like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. You know what I'm saying? I got to do the to-go cup. Like, all right, fuck it. I can just go to Dunkin' Donuts. But, yeah, I might have to get on there, man. That shit adds up. No doubt. You just buy some cups off Amazon on the to-go joints. Yeah. It's easy. Bro, yeah, I'm trying to t- Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I probably do need the to-go joints. Yeah, because cool that's what it is. I'm cool with the folks over at Dunkin', man. I might go holler see if they can give me Yo, a Yo, give me a stack, bro. I need 25 <laughs> cups. Let me, let me hold <laughs> these down. <laughs> Yo, let me get some cups, bro. Yeah, let me hold these down real quick. All right, we just went off on the, to- on the coffee tangent, but... We're here to talk Bears. I want to talk Nagy and Boylan. Um, I want to give a little a little spiel on the 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 state of Chicago sports and how I see them. Um, hint, it's not very pretty. And then we're going to talk about the Bulls. A lot of stuff going on there. They got a W the other night against Boston, or excuse me, against Detroit. But. Luol Dang was honored as, if you don't know, he signed the one day to retire a bull. Very honorable. But in honor of Lou coming back to United Center, we're going to talk about our favorite moment from those squads. The 07, the 09, 2010. You already know who we're talking about. So we're going to talk about that. And then uh, we'll also give our take on the current the current squad and I'm sure that'll come up when we talk Nagy and Boylan. So, real quick, let's catch up. Before we get into all that, let's catch up real quick. Let me give you a neighborhood update quick. They just, (laughs) and this is kind of petty because I'm about to jump right back into the coffee. But they just opened the biggest uh, Starbucks in the world down the street from my crib. The the Starbucks Reserve Roastery. Yeah. It's on Michigan. I don't. It might be Michigan and Ontario. Yeah, I believe. Um, it's right in the mix. Right in the mix. Listen, though. Lines down the block, bro. 
Yeah. Like, I'm talking packed out. I don't know why it makes me so angry, but why are people such hypes, man? Because, listen, man. Can you, you explain yeah, is, explain right? this to me? Because it's all the, I see the, is a big-ass coffee shop. What is the big the deal? Star, it's the same Starbucks you can get at any other Starbucks. Right. right. I guess they roast the beans there. I guess they the reserve is supposed to be a little better, Bro, but. Listen, listen, stop. Number one, <laughs> number one, I think, full disclosure, I think Starbucks coffee in, tra- in general is trash. Like, I think Starbucks, I mean, you can go to, like, any other coffee shop, right? Like, you got a lot of different options in Chicago. You can go wherever you want to go to go get coffee, like, whatever. To me, Starbucks is almost like McDonald's in a sense that, like, that shit is just trash. Like, the coffee tastes like chalk, whatever. But as far as the line, all it is is so that motherfuckers can take a picture, post it on the story, and be like, yo, I went to the roastery today. That's it. That's it, huh? That's all it is. I was there. I got my photo there. I'm going to Instagram it so that people can DM me and ask me about it. Ooh, I've been meaning to go. You not, you can't sit with me. You You not here yet. You ain't been here yet. Yeah, you ain't been here yet. It's just, yeah, bro. It's it's just like the chicken sandwich, man. It's like, ooh, I got to, I'm getting it almost not because I want it, because I want to post a picture of it and let people know that I went to go get it. Like, if I had a dollar for every chicken sandwich picture I saw over the last three months, like, I'd be rich and, you know what I'm saying, we could do this podcast off of love. (laughs) <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing with this stupid ass roastery thing, bro. Like, that's an Instagrammable moment, man. They got Instagram museums now where you go and they got all types of shit set up so you can just take a picture in front of some shit that you can post, man. That's all it is, bro. It's a lot of clout chasing going on, man. I'm not standing for it. Man, coffee. They don't. They don't. They don't put chase. coffee in the clout chase. It's just crazy. Man, everything's in the clout chase right now, man. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You can't keep up with the Joneses, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just fall back. I won't be visiting that. I wouldn't visit it anyways, even if I did like Starbucks, because you know me, bro. I don't like crowds for the sake of. For I no just reason, for bro. for no reason, bro. I don't for get no it, bro. Reason, bro. Just like who willingly goes into a crowd? Just you know relax. Like, and then the yeah, other like, thing yeah. is, you already know they got people outside. First off, this bitch is four stories. Yeah. So like, we can fit people in here, but we gonna make you. Eh, it's a whole bunch of all types of stuff. It's, going all, on. it's a whole bunch of trying to build the scene around that whole situation, bro. Everything is a cool. scene in Chicago right now, including the Chicago Bears. Oh man! Before we get into the Bears, actually. Let's get let's get into the Bears because I know you said you had some things you wanted to get off your chest. We were going to talk about them yesterday. They take another bad L, and I had a yo. I'm not I'm not even gonna flex. I had a good chunk of money. I had I thought I had a I I thought I had a great bet, bro. I I bought a couple points. I had the Bears plus seven and a half, and then I hedged it out a little bit and had Rams money line. I thought I, I thought there was no doubt I could hit that middle and and have the Rams win by like a field goal, a touchdown even. But then we we, we want to talk about Eddie Pinheiro and missed field goals and this, that, and the third, more drop passes. Go ahead and uh get it off your chest, bro. Chicago I mean, Bears, twenty nineteen. That, that was your fault to begin with ever putting money on this Bears team, man. That, was that like a good bet. Time you put money on the Bears this year? I think you're like 0 for 4 on the Bears this year. Yeah, I, I can't pick like anything, so it don't matter. It sounds like a, it sounds like a good bet until you remember that the Chicago Bears are involved, and and you know, no pun intended, all bets are off at that point, right? So it's just it's just it's just a disaster, man. You know, and I, and I, 
And I came to this conclusion, I don't say this lightly. I'm done. I'm good. Y'all can have your Chicago Bears. Y'all can go ahead and be fans of the Bears, and y'all can line up every Sunday and watch these games, and you can live and die with this shit, and you can go to the stadium and spend $150 to park, and you can do all that jazz. I'm good. I've turned it in. I'm no longer a Chicago Bears fan. I'm finished. I'm done. I don't need this in my life. For the rest of the season, you're talking about? Nigga, I'm not, I might be done, bro. Like, <laughs> He said, he said, forever, bro. You don't need this ever again, bro. I don't need this in my life, bro. As I take inventory and the things in my life that stress me out, the bears are up there, and I just don't need this, bro. Like, what's the purpose? And I know we're going to talk about Chicago sports as a whole in a minute, so, you know, we could talk about that. But just in general, like, what, what, what are we doing here, man? Like, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, every year, it's just some bullshit. And I was done going into last year, to be honest, and that whole 12-win thing really threw me off. And, you know, they, they got me back in, hook, line, and sinker and all that. But I'm just done, man. After watching this year, it's like I have no confidence. I had zero confidence going into this game this week. Zero confidence. I was like, there is not a chance that we beat the Rams. Even with, even with Jared Goff, who is atrocious, who Sean McVay pretty much schemed out of the, the 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 game plan last weekend, right? Like literally, which is like, let's do everything in our power to not have Jared Goff decide the outcome yeah. of this game. They threw it even seventeen times. That, yeah, even, exactly. This is a hundred thirty-five million dollar quarterback. This is right. a hundred thirty-five million dollar quarterback, right? Even with all that, at no point did I feel confident that they were going to win the game. And I go back to even like last year in the playoffs. I'm like. You know what? Even going into that game, I had zero confidence. So when you expect to be disappointed, right? And like now it's like every week I'm just expecting to be disappointed. I'm not even looking forward to it. It was terrible because on Sunday I got to wait the whole damn day to watch this game that I really don't want to watch, that I don't feel comfortable about, I don't feel confident about. And then it's exactly what I thought I was going to see. And then more bullshit. On top of that, it's not just the losses. It's the clown show that follows the losses. It's yeah. the clown show. It's a perpetual clown show. Every week, a clown show. We got grown man hugs on national TV explaining to your quarterback why he's not going back in the ball game. We got naggy press conferences in which he says whatever the fuck he's saying out there. I don't even know what he's talking about half the time. I can't stand to hear his voice anymore. We got this guy calling some of the worst play calls I've seen. I mean, what are we doing here? You're running options to the short side of the field on third and one? What are we doing here? <laughs> it's didn't so true, talk, though. Didn't we just talk about the option three weeks ago? Delete from the playbook, bro. Delete. If you're playing Madden and that's play X, don't click X. Go to Y, go to A, go to Audible, <laughs> R2 to Audible, to whatever the, the fuck you page. guys do. Go to the, bro, next, go to the page. next page. Go to, go to Madden, Madden Suggests if you got to, but don't fucking call that fucking play. Understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? Like, don't call that play, bro. Whatever you, whatever you got to do, stop doing it. What are you doing? What is this play calling that we got going on? <laughs> this guy's a clown. He's supposed to be an offensive genius. It's almost like he... I, I just don't get it, man. And then he gets up in these press conferences, and at least this week it wasn't as bad because there was a whole other story, and he didn't get to be all, like, defensive Matt Nagy that he normally is. But, like, <clears throat> cut it out. The whole situation's a clown show. Ryan Pace is a clown. 
Matt Nagy's a clown. Um, the McCaskies are clowns. Even the old chick clown. They're all clownish, bro. It's a clown show. They take advantage of us every single year because they know we're going to show up. They know we're going to watch. They know we're going to buy merchandise. And, it, and they have no incentive to win. It doesn't matter. I was talking about this the other day on the Twitter shit. Like, bro, this is an organization that literally has been selling us the nostalgia of 1985 for 34 years. Yeah. Understand that. We are celebrating a title that you weren't alive for, I wasn't alive for, and most people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis were not alive for. And if they were alive for, they were children. That is what we live off of, the vaunted 85 Bears, the monsters of the Midway. Nobody's fucking scared of us. We're not the monsters of the Midway. Don't give me all that. I don't want to hear that shit. Well, listen. Stop it. Listen. Stop it. Last year, I I don't even know how many times I said this out loud, but I said, hey, just enjoy this, what's going on, talking about last year. Enjoy these W's. I know I don't want to get. I, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself just like everybody else about next year and winning the Super Bowl, this, that, and the third. But just enjoy what's happening this year because you never know what's going to break out. I remember we started to nitpick a little bit towards the end of the season. We would do this and do that and talk about how how many Super Bowls are we going. I heard that. How many Super Bowls are we going to win at one point I heard last year? Because Bears fans are dumbass. And it was like, listen, let, let's relax a little bit and just enjoy what's going on because fast forward a full year and look at where we're at. It's in shambles. Shambles. Everything is in shambles. We lead the league in drops. We're not turning the ball over like we were last year, which was which was going to happen, but we're not turning it over anywhere near the clip that we were last year. When stuff's going good, enjoy it. Buckle up when it buckle up when it's not because it it could go fast. It could it could get really bad in a hurry. And that's where we're at. And that's where we're at. That's 100% where we're at, and it's not like, like the whole thing has gone bad, right? It's not like little bits and pieces. The whole thing has gone sideways. The whole entire program has gone sideways, and we could not have a bleaker outlook for next year. Yo, we it's really funny. Like, there, it's like, no, there's it's, no way it's, out. There's no, no way out. Like, it, this, is, this is what we are. Like, this is what we've committed to. We've built out everything around our team, right? We don't have the cap flexibility. We don't have draft picks. You know what I mean? We have some trade assets, but that'll really just cripple the team, which I guess it doesn't really matter because the team's already fucking crippled. But, yeah, I really think, you know, the best, honestly, if you're the Bears, is just sell. Just trade. Trade people. Go full Miami with it because this ain't it. No, you can't go full Miami with it before you you go get a quarterback. That is somewhat – but you might only be able to get a quarterback by going full Miami with it. You got to get a quarterback like now. You need to get a quarterback in this draft. No, listen. I'm, see, this is the thing, bro. I've already said this. In my opinion, if you okay, if you're gonna blow it all the way up, everybody on D, Mac, whatever, then you go try to draft a quarterback and develop. You need a quarterback next year that can play next year and is solid. 
That's what you need. The Cam Wait, Newton, you, but, the Cam Newton pipe dream. That's what you need. You gotta pay. You gotta pay that man. The the, the, the Nick thing. Foles, I mean, the whoever it is. We Nick don't Foles have time. We don't have time with the defense to go <laughs> draft a quarterback and develop. That's going to take two full seasons, and it'll be toast by then. Well, you also got to pay these defensive dudes, right? Isn't Eddie Jackson up after this year? Yeah, Eddie's up. Yeah, so you got to pay him. Anybody else from that class, you got to pay. I don't know what Trevathan's contract. And if he's not like up next, he's, he's the, up the year after next. But yeah, he's coming up, and we Eddie should Jackson? probably lock him up soon. Yeah. Is this his third year in the league or his fourth? I believe this, this is, is Eddie's third year. Yeah. Okay, so he's got another year on the deal. But yeah, you got to lock. But him even up. you, you, don't, you also don't want to push him to the limit either. Try to get him a little cheaper if you can. Yeah, well, then, then now would be the time to sign him because he's not having a good year. Right. I, I, either way, man, look, man, I, I just think that under it's under whatever we got going on right now, clearly, like this, you know, obviously this is obvious, but this isn't it. So whatever you got to do to reset the franchise, like now, I don't want another year of mediocrity. I don't want to go seven and nine next year while we figure it out with some stopgap at quarterback. Like, what does that do? All that does is it's the same thing when you were talking about the Bulls a couple of years ago. What's the point of winning 42 games? Yeah. What's the point of winning 42 games? You take yourself out of getting a good draft pick. I know the NFL is a little bit different. Um, and the fact that like, hey, yeah, most first round picks are going to be valuable no matter where you're picking. But when you're talking about quarterbacks, you want to be in the top part of that draft. You want to be in the top part of that draft. So what are you going to do by next year? going 7-9 and nine because you found some quarterback that's somewhat serviceable but still isn't a long-term option, right? So then now you're picking like 15-16? For what? Because we want to make the playoffs? To do what? We won't make the playoffs. Well, do you believe this is still a Super Bowl-caliber defense? If you I, believe I it's a Super Bowl-caliber defense, sure. then you go get a, a solid, more than serviceable I, 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 quarterback, and then we essentially could maybe make a run at the Super Bowl. A defense is a year older, is another year older next year. It's another year older next year. So you can't you can't bank on that. There's gonna be changes in that defense at some level. What I'm saying is that it's a better option to go get a good quarterback, whoever that may be next year, than blow up the whole team to rebuild it. That's just not an option. Yeah, I, I don't I guess, like, I guess maybe I'm just so jaded at this point. I don't even really see what an option is. And I don't know where this quarterback's going to be. That was, the, that was the thinking behind signing Mike Glennon. And you trust this fucking guy to fucking sign another quarterback? No, 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 no. <laughs> who's, who's, who's he going to sign? Look, who's he going to sign? Look, who's he going to sign? Was... Who's he gonna, hey, Nathan Peterman, he's got a good resume on his shoulders. Let's fucking go grab him. Like, stop, bro. That's, that's, that's the type of quarterback hey, when, that he's looking for. When they were showing pace in the press box in L.A., I was Looking sick. stupid, bro. He was looking so... I was... Goofy. Oh, man. It was bad. And it looked like they had him in, like, the top left corner box. Like, there was... Like, they just stuck him up in this. <laughs> he looked like he was way up in the corner. There was nothing in the press box. He had, like, a cup of coffee and some other dude with him. It was just, he was just hard to look at, man. It's just all bad, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm telling you. So, yeah. so I'm, if I'm hearing this clearly, you would rather us blow the whole team up 
then try to make something happen next year with a better quarterback? You know what, man? I don't. I don't even know. You might not even be hearing me. I don't know if I. I don't I actually. To, to be honest with you, bro, I don't have an answer as to what I would prefer to see. I prefer to never have to watch the Chicago Bears again. That's where I'm at. Like, so I don't know what we can do. I know that I know that I do not trust him to go find this in between transition quarterback. I don't trust him at all to find a good in between transition quarterback. I don't know what our cap situation is heading into next year, but any quarterback who's halfway decent is going to be at a starter level is going to cost us money. Teddy Bridgewater is going to cost a lot of money, right? Uh, Nick Foles is probably going to cost some money. And that's assuming they go with Minshew full time, which then they bench Minshew. Yeah, they essentially bench uh bench Minshew, yeah, when Foles yeah, comes back. Yeah, so I mean so Foles, yeah, so Nick Foles is coming back. I don't Minshew was like a six round pick where they paid him like six hundred thousand, like they have both of them back next year, have a camp for a battle, you know what I'm saying? Teddy Bridgewater, that's twenty million dollars. It was like six and zero as a starter, putting up numbers. <laughs> Teddy, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is like eighty percent against the spread, bro. Like he's he's gonna cost some money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he's out here making folks money, he's gonna ask for some money. You understand? He knows that. Look. So like, where? So then, who do we have after that? Like, where are these options coming from? Cam Newton. Look, I love Cam, bro. Like, I, you know me. If it's black quarterback, man, when in doubt, throw the brother out. I'm always for it. But fucking <laughs> Cornell Stewart. I remember when we threw Cornell out there. It was like, yeah. yo, G, when in doubt, throw the brother yeah, out. Doubt, Let's see what the, we can do. Out, Let's man. see what Let Cornell can do. Shout out his Cornell body, Stewart. His body is clearly broken down. Like, clearly broken down. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm worried about him, man. He hasn't looked right. We was talking about this earlier when we were talking yeah. about the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? So his body is. So what are you going to get from that? You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I don't. I don't think these options that I keep hearing this Cam Newton option thrown around, man. And trust me, I love Cam Newton, bro. Nobody loves Cam Newton more than I love Cam Newton. But it's not, it's not, it doesn't make sense. Like, what are we getting from Cam Newton at this point? I get it. He's it only depends how healthy he gets. He, he's, he's never like he's, a forty year old body. He's never had an opportunity to get healthy like he's about to have the opportunity to get healthy. He's about to be one hundred percent by the time next season rolls around. Yeah, but has the damage already been done? Cam I think the, the biggest thing we need to worry about is Kyle Allen is very average to below average, so Carolina is going to probably go back to Cam because he's a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, nah. the future of Kyle Allen is not looking as bright as everyone wanted to gas up. Everyone, man, people just gas up anything right away, and it's just like, yo, this dude's still Kyle Allen. Like, come on, relax. This like, is a perfect listen, segue. Man. Look, this is a perfect segue into uh, the hip, the hip pointer conversation. Mitch is already back full practice uh, on Wednesday. I think he went full go on Thursday as well. Hip pointer. Yeah. It was yeah. So give me your thoughts on that because I did see a couple clips before the game, and then this is going to be a perfect segue into. Naggy press conferences and boiling press conferences, but it did seem like he he was bothered by it a little bit. But there was also times after where he was making plays and moving around with it too. I just didn't, regardless of if he was hurt, if he got yanked, either one. I think he should have finished the game. That was our best option to finish the game. He made plays 
after he hurt his hip, quote unquote. So I, I, I just I just don't see on the, a game winning drive or a game tying drive or a game we well, it wasn't it couldn't have been a game winning or game tying because we were down two possessions, but a possession where we need to go down and get points. I don't I don't see how Mitch can come out there. And look, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not doubting whether or not he was hurt, man. Like, I don't, I don't play the game, bro. So I'm never going to come out here and be like, oh, somebody's faking an injury, right? Like, I don't think Mitch's toughness, physical toughness, has ever been called into question. Yeah, Obviously, I agree with mental, that. Mental toughness is a whole nother thing. But his Correct. physical toughness, I don't think has been called into question. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to get on some high horse and pretend like I'm able to, you know, say that, hey, Mitch was doing this or doing that. What I will say is this. We are, regardless of what happened, if you want more evidence of the clown show, the communication was awful. It is a primetime football game, right? You need to communicate what's going on to the PR people so that they can communicate to the booth. So that Collinsworth and fucking Michaels aren't sitting there saying, well, what the hell is going on? Is he getting yanked? Right. Let's shoot to the shot of Nagy all in his ear and it looking like a sad conversation that has nothing to do with injury, right? Because they're sitting there saying, what the hell is going on? We haven't gotten anything. It's haven't like, seen Chase Daniel that, warm up. That, haven't seen him that, throw any balls on the sideline. Exactly. Haven't, haven't announced job. that. Haven't announced that, hey, Chase Daniels is going to come in on this next drive to close the game. Relay that to Collins right from the crew. Re- ASAP. That is somebody. There is somebody who that's their sole job on the Chicago Bears. Relay the message from the field to the booth. That's their job. And they didn't do that. Go get that to the, the side. Definition. That's the My fault. We got cut off right there. But, yeah, go find the sideline reporter. Tell her what's going on and keep it moving. Like 100%. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing, man. Like, I don't understand how that. It just makes the whole thing just constantly makes you look bad. It reminds me so much of the Tressman era when it's like, yo, it's not just that the product on the field is bad. It's that everything you're hearing is like, what the hell is going on at Hallis Hall? Who's in charge? You know what I mean? Like, who's in charge? Who is in charge of this situation? I haven't heard Ryan Pace say not a damn thing. And I understand it's not normal for GMs to speak during the season. Well, guess what? This isn't a fucking normal season. Get your stupid ass out there. Nah, he can't say anything. Fans. What he say can't something. he can't address anything. Something. What's he what's he gonna say though? I don't know. Something. Hey, we're sorry. We fucking suck. Yeah, he can't say anything because then he cause then he uh cause then he undermines his head coach. Oh and then he, he just can't do that though. You can't. He can't come up. Listen. They're doing everything else you can't do. So listen. Why not do that? <laughs> listen, I, I get what you're saying. And if anything, he needs to talk to Nagy and tell him maybe some things he needs to say. Because that is, and you make a great point. It's just, they're, they're unorganized bad losses. They're, they're clown show bad losses. They're not that where we're going out playing hard and, and we have an explanation for things. There's just a lot of unexplainable shit going on. And every week it gets compounded and every week we ask him about it. And every week he says some goofy ass shit on the mic. He he doubles down on fucking dumb decisions, bro. Like it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't know. I want to know what like the established veteran in that locker room really thinks about what's going on. He must be like, what the fuck is this? This is unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. Another thing, if I'm a Keem Hicks, I'm holding out. You know me, I'm a proponent of holding out. I'm not holding out. <laughs> hey, you see what happened when I left, bro? Everything is shambles, yeah. bro. I need a new deal. We were we, we 3-1 and one when I left. Y'all y'all ain't won a ball. Y'all won one ball game since against fucking Jeff Driscoll. That's Co- it. <laughs> Khalil Mack hasn't made a tackle since I left. <laughs> Since He's the highest paid defensive player of all time. I'm gonna need uh I'm gonna need some more is, cash. Is it man. true Simple. he didn't show up on the stat sheet uh, last week? Bro, he wasn't on the whole sheet. Not a tackle, yeah. not a pressure. Yeah, Yo, listen. <clears throat> I know we it's not it's not like you to to throw slander at the D. And I'm gonna tell you this. I, I brought the D up weeks ago and you yeah, were you and you were screaming at me. One right here. I'm still almost. Not, I, I'm. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I still they've try been, to give them a benefit They've been of the doubt very, climate, very pedestrian. But they've quit. But still, at the end of the day, I still look at points, and they only gave up 17 points. Yeah, they give up. That's all they give up every week. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. look, man. If, you, if 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 my defense is playing bad, and it's only 17. It's only 17. It's like, yo. I think it's just you know compounded I mean? because. When we need them, and, and and mind you, we need them to come up in big spots a lot because of our offense. But it seems like like that last draft that the, uh, that last drive against the Rams, we just imploded. There's been so many spots all year where we were okay. We have a great D. We're gonna get a stop here and have a chance to do something. We've given up third down after third down, deep ball after deep ball, gash run play after gash run play. It's just like the D is just not there. My man. The highest paid defensive player of all time did not show up on the sheet. That that's almost impossible to do. And honestly, I haven't seen fifty two make a play in quite some time. Yeah. Let, like let's keep it one hundred. If we're gonna keep it one hundred, let's keep it one hundred. We need Khalil Mack to do something. But yeah, I mean, if you're Akeem Hicks, where show me the money. He already got a deal too. For I don't care. I need a new one. <laughs> I need a new one. It's fine. It's great. Okay, well, hey, look, hey, look. Give me the hey, new look. deal. What, what injury is he out with? I don't even know. I can't remember. Honestly. Whatever it is, hey, oh man, my my hammy man, it's just kind of tight. I don't know. Yeah, might something's need, not might, right. I need some guaranteed money to fix it. Fix you know it what guaranteed. I'll like, be sponsoring me right back. Yeah, yeah. As soon <laughs> as I left, like y'all, whole shit went down. So, uh, you know, what I'm saying, man, go ahead and pay me. And uh, you know, this is my agent's number. Um, just give him a call. He knows what I'm looking for. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Know, y'all. What's the point? Pay me. Pay me. Like, I don't get it, man. I'm, now I'm reading a tweet that says the Giants, this is what the Bears blog just tweeted. This Giants secondary is legitimately horrendous. Bad QBs have shredded them. They're allowing 29 points per game. If Mitch doesn't play well Sunday, he's never going to play well. Like, we already know he's never going to play well. <laughs> they, hey, man, people just trying to look at it half full, bro. But, yeah, he, yeah he's the not problem. the one, we keep, bro. We keep, we keep giving the benefit of the doubt, man. Like, these teams in this city take advantage of the situation. They take advantage of the situation, right? Understand that we are about to have a calendar year in which Chicago sports teams go 0 for 5 in the fucking playoffs. Not one of them is getting in. Yeah, no, I mean, Think I, about I'm gonna, that. I want to talk about that too. But real, before we get to that, who is worse? Well, actually, I'll give you my opinion on my. The question is, who's worse to listen to, Matt Nagy 
or Jim Boylan? And I'm going to answer first because this is really, really bothering me. Yesterday, I, I texted you straight away. I was listening to ESPN 1000. Nagy came on the radio for his presser. I had to turn it off. I couldn't even hear his voice. And let me give you the difference between Matt Nagy and Jim Boylan. Nagy is the arrogant dude that doubles down on everything. And now he's mixed in complete either miscommunications or just flat out lies. Or he just doesn't know what's going on. People were talking about Mitch got hurt in the second quarter. He was talking about the guy. He got hurt in the second half, vice versa. Just all over the place, right? He never, ever, ever says like, yeah, I got that wrong. Bro, own it and be. He never says I. Yo, he never says I. That's a great point. He never says I. I've never heard this guy come out and be like, yeah, I messed that up. I should have done this. He deflects the players. He defects to the offense. He, I mean, it's all, it's just so, I can't hear him. And I think he's worse than Boylan because Boylan comes off like, this is what it is. Nagy comes off as a guy that thinks he knows what he's doing and is completely smoked off the whole season but with mistake after mistake after mistake. Boylan comes out, comes off as a guy that just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, Boylan, Boylan is Boylan, like a bumbling idiot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's blah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, like, okay, like, it's almost comical. But you're right, with Nagy, there's like an arrogance to there's it. There's an arrogance to there, it. But, but there's two people that Matt Nagy will never call out. Number one is Matt Nagy, and number two is Mitchell Trubisky. That's it. The two people that he'll never call out. He won't call out himself, and he, for whatever reason, refuses to call out Mitch. The only thing I've ever heard him say about Mitch is he goes, Mitch knows he needs to play better. Like, that's yeah. the only thing I've ever heard him say negative about yeah. Mitch. I feel like they have, like, special little sessions in which he's pumping up Mitch. Like, I, I would just love to see what the practice looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I feel like that that little, that fucking embrace on the sideline the other day was, was fucking pathetic. It was unbelievable that we watched that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, it's just, you got this I just, hand on the hip. The other thing, too. Pulling him in close and shit. The like, other thing, on, the, other, <laughs> the other thing, too, about the whole pulling him in close and stuff like that, I, I thought this when I was watching it, that's just not something you do when someone's hurt. Yeah, I know. Yeah, When exactly. someone's hurt and can't go, you're just. Coaches are a- Stay the fuck away. You're just like, all right, give me the backup and let's try to go. It just something was off about that whole thing. It just just my gut was telling me something was not right there, and it, it was not yeah. all about a hit pointer. Right, and where's the training staff? You know what I mean? Like, what what's going on with that? Like, where are we? Where are we with that? Said so he got treatment like, at halftime. Yeah, but but Matt Nagy didn't know about it. Yeah, and then but. he's running him on an option. <laughs> let's call it that Mitchell Trubisky wanted no part of yeah he 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 couldn't he, wait to he, pitch that he could not wait to get rid of that ball even Collinsworth who is like tries his hardest not to be overly critical of players was like you can't get rid of it that fast what are you doing the the defensive end still has an still has an option of what he's trying to do is he gonna commit to you or to him right you can't just get rid of it like that you know, but again, he should have never been put in that situation. 
Mitch has not played well. Nagy has doubled down on Mitch not playing well by calling awful, awful game plans for him week in and week out. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's it, it's Weekend, been a, it's been a, a a bit of both. Yeah, every 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 week it's just a bad game plan. What the, what what moment do we have from this Chicago Bears season that's been great? Not one. I don't even remember being three and one. I really I really don't. I don't remember those three wins. I don't know who they came against. That's how much shit has happened since there's been good moments. I do not. I remember that we lost to the Packers in game one. Apparently, we won three games after that. I don't remember. And since then, it's been a dumpster fire. I'm not even kidding, bro. I don't know who we beat. Minnesota, right? That was one of them. Yeah, I was at that game. Minnesota's one. Yeah, we beat those boys whenever we want to. Outside of that, I don't know who we beat. It does not matter to me. I don't remember anything from those games. I'm actually shocked that we won games with our offense like this. Even when we were 3-1, and one, it did not feel good because the offense was clearly broken. Yeah, the offense has been broken all year. From the from, year. from the absolute start of the year. From they from training camp. We talked they about training had, camp. It was it was broken to, in dude, training camp. That's why you never hear a good thing about the offense. They really protected the messaging. It was just the, the the defense has just been playing so well against this offense. This is all you hear about the defense. It's like, wait, if the defense is playing extremely well, that means the offense is playing really bad. Or yep. not making plays, yep. right? So it's like, okay. And it's like, well, yeah, but this is such a good defense. It must be hard to correct. You know, fuck all that. You're scheming against the best every day in training camp, so you should come out even that much better when you're playing against subpar defenses. But that's not the case. That's not the case. You got outcoached by Gruden. You got outcoached by Matt LaFleur. You got outcoached by McVeigh. Like, this is a, it's a fucking joke. Clown show circus at Hallis Hall, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and fucking Bailey's, Showtime <laughs> at the Apollo, whatever the fuck you want to talk. Pick your favorite clown, homie, bozo. It does not matter, bro. Any one of them. Pick any one of them. Any one of them. And this is, that's a perfect segue into. I I yeah, I want to give my thoughts on just the state of Chicago sports right now cuz for you it's a little better than it is for me because I'm a Bulls, Bears, Cubs guy, right? The Bulls are in shambles and they've been in shambles and will always be in shambles until they fire Garpax. I've been saying it, I will always say it. I boycotted the boys we went to go see LeBron. Shit like that is the only way I'm going to go into the United Center, to go see the other team. I've been saying this. Fire guard packs will never do anything with those boys around. Period. I know people wanted to get hyped up about the season coming in. It's got to the point where we were super excited, and I fell for it too, that Sadoransky coming to the Bulls was we were stoked about that. You a feel backup. me? A backup. Tomas Sadoransky, we were we was we couldn't wait for him to get to town. That's that's, that's how that's how far the level of the Chicago Bulls has fallen, and that's what I've been saying. It's not about for me, it's not about winning 50 games. It's about competing for the Eastern Conference Finals. 
That that's when we should get excited. All this other shit and we brought on Thad Young and all. We don't, man. We miss out on all the premier guys. We get all the middle tier dudes, and then we're supposed to be happy about it. I'm not trying to hear that. Period. Point blank. So we're never gonna do shit until Gar packs are gone because then they compound everything by hiring a guy like Jim Boylan. So any hope that we had for Kobe White, who looks like he's gonna be a player. But he's he's a good dude. He's a rookie. Lori came on the other night, had a good game, but he hasn't been playing that well. But it's it's kind of like the same story with the Bears. We got a goofy we got a goofy coach. We don't know if the players can play. We have a or or do we have a goofy quarterback? And we don't know if the coach is any good. It's just we got to put different people in different spots to make better decisions. So it's a clear cut. What's the problem here? Well, and. The whole thing for Chicago sports is, the like we said, the Bears are in sh- like shambles, bro. And I say shambles because no, we're not the Bengals, but we just are. We're just in the middle and lost, and we don't know what's gonna happen. The Bears next I, year. I, I I I hate when people no, we're not the Bengals. No, we're not the Dolphins. Yes, the fuck we are. We just have a couple more wins. What's the difference? Honestly, the Bengals and Dolphins have first round picks. We won 12 games last year. I don't so, give a like, shit. Listen, we're, the, the Bengals were in the playoffs two years ago. As an organization, yeah, they were. <laughs> as an organization, <laughs> as an organization, we're not that far. I, I, how about this? I think we're closer on the bull side to being the our, our to being the Magic or the Hornets. <laughs> Magic made the playoffs last or, or year. The, or the Hornets <laughs> than anything yeah, else. Like we we like to hold, or I I just see the Bulls. In this super upper echelon organization, and we're just not, and I, and it's just we're just not that. So I think we're closer on the bull side than the bear side, but yeah. the bears are in huge trouble. Obviously, the rest of the season and next year, because I honestly think Pace and those guys are going to run out Mitch Trubisky again because they don't have a choice. So you they can write off choice. the whole next season. You can write off next season too. The Bulls, you can write off next season for me because Garpax is still going to be there, so the whole season shot still. The Cubs, it, man, we have a lot, a lot of question marks. Theo has a lot, a lot of things to fill. We just, we, we just got a new manager in Ross, who's his. It's going to be his first year managing. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? You hired your mascot to be the fucking manager <laughs> of the baseball team. So, this who knows? You had Joe Girardi yeah. was available. <laughs> other candidates were available. And we go with the backup catcher from the 2000, whatever, 16, 17, whatever year they fucking won World Series team as a manager. And I'm, not, I'm not even a Cubs fan. 2016, bro. Don't disrespect that title. Whatever. That I'm, not even a Cubs, I'm not even a Cubs fan, and that shit bothers me. But, I mean, in their defense, hey, they won, but. That situation, like, look, I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to stop selling themselves on the fact that these guys are going to get back to 2016 form. Like, you got a Bryant problem, you got a Rizzo problem, like, you need to figure out exactly what you want to do with that, and you probably got to move on from KB until his before his trade value is completely non-existent. I mean, it'll still be there because he's MVP. Nah, KB but, is nice, bro. I, 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 listen, bro, go look at the listen. numbers. He's, he's 
he's always good every year. When he's when he's healthy, he's very very good baseball player. He he should be getting no slander whatsoever. But overall, what I'm saying is that there's no hope. You know how we talk about hope. <laughs> you know how we talk about hope with the squad. We I don't have any hope for any of our or at least any of my teams across the board for this year and going into next year. And then for you, at least you got the White Sox. A oh, lot they'll, of they'll, 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 hey, hey, the White Sox will fill up that needle with hope and put it right into your motherfucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sure will. But the expectations are low. But I, I mean, again, if you, it, it seems like as an organization, the thing that the White Sox tried to, that I think that I've respected about their rebuild the last couple of years is they've been as quiet as you can be with a team that has Kenny Williams involved because, you know, Kenny does like to hear himself talk. Shout out, Kenny. But, um, <laughs> you know, they have tried to go about it quietly in a sense that, all right, we're going to develop players. We have young players. We have something that as a fan base we can hold on to. Like, Eloy is a beast. You know what I mean? That's not going anywhere. Kopech comes back. Uh, they signed Buddy yesterday. I'm forgetting his name. I'm blanking on his name, the catcher. Um, you know, and they got money to spend, and, and they're selling hope. But still, if they didn't make the playoffs next year, it's not like I would be shocked. You know what I mean? Like, again, it, it, it's it's 0 for 5 on the playoffs. Yo, how do we Think fix this, that. bro? On 0 for 5. five major right. sports teams. Five major sports teams. 0 for 5 on the playoffs. And all of them have done something dubious over the last year. The fucking Blackhawks fire a coach that won, I don't know how many Stanley Cups. Yeah, he won <laughs> like three, three Stanley Cups. Three Stanley right? Cups, yeah. The White Sox won't pay Manny Machado the money. That he, it was like a $30 million difference, and he wouldn't pay it to Low him, ball right? the boy, yeah. The Cubs, they're the Cubs, and and haven't done it. it. Didn't have a bullpen going into the season. For whatever reason, decided not to address the bullpen. And lo and behold, the bullpen is one of the main reasons why their season Bro, goes off the rails. Bought the a Bulls, car. Bought a car with three tires. Knew they had three. <laughs> knew they had three tires. Started the car with three tires. Drove it on the highway and wonder why the car broke down, bro. Yeah. Can you Didn't even like get a that, donut? Like Didn't even put the donut bro, on that shit. Knew the yeah. like the new the car they they drove the car six hundred miles on half tank of gas, bro, and couldn't figure out why the car was on the side of the road, bro. I don't like precisely. Yeah. And then the Crazy. Bears and the Bulls are in their own situation, but we just discussed that late. So it's funny, man, that like this city, which is supposed to be so quote unquote hard nosed and all that shit. You know, no one, no one's holding these people accountable for this, man. How can we have, how can we have be represented in every single major sport? Have two fucking baseball teams, and out of the five fucking professional sports teams that we have, not in a single one of them made a playoff in the calendar year. And look at the payrolls. Our payrolls support playoff teams. The Cubs have a two hundred million dollar payroll. The Bulls are playing Auto Porter. $28 million a year and then try to load manage him this year and the motherfucker still gets hurt. <laughs> well, listen, what are we, we didn't sign here? him to that deal. So I can't, I can't and hate I on understand, that. I understand that, but we're paying him that money. He's being paid and they're like, oh, we want to only pay him like 28 minutes a game and shit like that. He still gets hurt. Yo, how do we fix it? Is it just, do we need to just tailor our expectations is that what it is? Because I, I think fire. that's my problem. I People get mad at Why me. Why should we tailor like, our expectations in this city? When I have a Why? conversation about the Bulls and I'm like, yo, this team is shit. Like, that dude is not like, ooh, 
we signed Sadoransky, Thad Young, and Kobe White is our pick. We don't have a we still need a point guard. It's just like I think I just need to be like, oh yeah, this is solid, man. We got a competitive squad. Like that'll help my psyche. Like I'm never gonna do that, but I feel like that'd be good for my mental health. You know what's good for your mental health? Doing what I'm doing with the Bears. Fuck it, man. It's LJ era. Boy, don't give a fuck. I'm a Ravens fan, damn it. You understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? I'm not not watching. I'm not rooting for these boys. I don't – I really don't give a damn to watch this game. I mean, Bears, Giants, like, come on, man. I I have zero interest in watching two teams that are going nowhere. I don't want to watch Daniel Jones versus Mitch Trubisky. Fewer things in life could bring me less joy than three and a half (laughs) hours of Daniel Jones versus Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. There's a good chance if there's another game on during that time period that looks fine to me, I'll do it. Or maybe I'll go fucking spend some time with the family. I don't know. But it won't involve watching the Bears. I'm good. I am good. They don't. I'm good. They'll be fine without me. They'll be fine without me. I'm good. You say, is it for this year? I don't know, bro. I just don't know. I don't know. Every week we talk about this for the last fucking four years we've been doing this talking about this team getting excited over the one year that we've been good since we've been doing this and it's just like for what for what for what so we can sit here and bitch about them for an hour yeah weekly the weekly well, maybe, the maybe weekly we sessions maybe if we do that oh well here's the silver lining that we're fucking digging out of nowhere i'm good <laughs> for what <laughs> For what, bro? And that was my approach to the Bulls last year, and I was such a happier sports fan. I was like, I'm not even invested in these boys. I watched one Bulls game at the beginning of the year last year, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm very good off watching this team. I already know what this is going to be. And I watched other teams and had a great time. Great time. That's where I'm at with the the NFL right now. I'm watching other teams. I'm I'm latching on to players. I'm latching on to situations. I'm watching the Ravens. I'm watching the Patriots. I'm watching Deshaun and them boys. I'm watching Russ and them boys. I'm watching Patty Mahomes. I don't even like the Cowboys, but you know I'm going for Dak. That's it. What do you think uh, about since? Yeah, no, I hear you, bro. And it is a lot. It, it does take that edge off where you're just not invested. It's kind of like, dude. I always talk. <laughs> I always talk about like things, even with like when you got a girlfriend, and once you're no longer invested. When she gets mad at you, you don't care. It's like, yeah. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll okay. call you back. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. Whatever you say, okay, yeah. Whatever you, know you say, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, eventually you get, eventually, like, what am I doing with this? I'm going to just, I'm just. Yeah, it's, I need to break this off. not be in this relationship. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's easier, easier not, it's easier what, not to be in a did, relationship bro. with the bears. That's, that's what I did, bro. I found a, I found a chick that's not crazy, and I'm good. You rocking with you rocking with New England. I'm rocking with I'm rocking with I'm rocking with LJ. Russ Give me Lamar Jackson all day. I'm I'm full I'm fully bought in. Give me Russ, Dak, yeah, dude. Patty Mahomes. So let's, and Tom Brady. Real, <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Let's talk about uh before we get into the, the close of the show on the like our favorite Bulls moment. How do you feel about that that New England Dallas game? That's gonna be a uh, that shit gonna be cracking Sunday night. Dallas yeah. at New England. What keeps I think the line six head. and a half? Well, keeps it's the Patriots are laying six and a half. Yes, sir. Wow, 
Um, uh, yeah, it's Bill Belichick. It comes down to Bill Belichick versus Jason Garrett, and I think you know <laughs> nothing really more needs to be said after that. Oh, it's not as Sunday as night, but it's that it. it's that third primetime slot. Third, that's it's the, it's the that third, Sunday afternoon time. game. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the Aikman and uh, is it Aikman and uh, that's, that's, not Aikman and Buck or is it Romo and uh, Nance? Uh, I don't know who has it. If it's it. on CBS, if it's CBS, it's Romo and Nance. Right. If it's Fox, it's Aikman and Buck. But, but yeah, um, it should be. It should. Uh, it'll probably, dude. I mean, if it's in New England, I think that's AFC. That's CBS. Should be CBS. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be Nance and Romo, which will be great. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going with the Patriots though. The Patriots' offense is really bad, though. It is bad, bro. <laughs> well, remember we said it's the same really thing about bad. their defense last year. We said the same thing about their defense last year, and look what happened. They won the Super Bowl. So it's like, yeah, you know, I and, think, they, and they won I it. Coaching, and they won it, what, 13 6 or some shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, defensively, we're great in the Super Bowl. So I think that, uh, you know, Belichick at the end of the day has been, you know, scheming through their weaknesses and everything like that. He's always done a good job of that. That's good coaching. When you know what you're not good at, and you're able to scheme out of it, you know what I mean, and, and still win. Um, and, you know, obviously everybody knows he's a great coach. But that, at the end of the day, that that's kind of what I see. I think, you know, going up to Foxborough, that's a tough game for them. Um, the last the three games of the week are yeah. sick. It's New England, <laughs> Dallas at New England, Green Bay at San Francisco on Sunday night, and then Monday night is Baltimore at the Rams. Yeah. those All three of those games are, are I'll be – Locked in. Those will be fun to watch. You three games to watch that aren't the Bears. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, during the day, that Sunday uh, afternoon, instead of watching the Bears, I'm going to try to watch Philly and Seattle. That should be a good game, too. There you go, man. Anything else you can do outside of watching the Bears, man? Go for a walk. <laughs> Straight, you know up. Straight go to, up. Go to the Starbucks. Go to the Starbucks roaster if you want to. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, That's the, the reserve right roastery. That shit, yeah. they, they probably got TVs in that joint low-key. They probably do. <laughs> All right, I so, know, man. look, yeah. Bulls had Luol Deng and the rest of those guys. That The picture uh, of all the old teammates was great. Luol Deng was in the box with Joe Keem, Aaron Gray, Gennaro Pargo, Ben Gordon, all the old bullies. And, and, it someone got, who shouldn't be, and someone who shouldn't be allowed there. Who are you talking about? Thomas, Tyrus Thomas should not be allowed oh. in the United Center, bro. Should, Tyrus should Thomas should be banned from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, not, like, like, he cannot not, enter yeah. the state. Yo, he is still on case. my list of my least favorite athletes of all time, and it's not yeah. close. Yeah. Dwight Howard, Tyrus Thomas. I don't even know who. Oh, uh. Sergio Garcia. Sergio's a clown. Who else? All the, oh, man, I hated Tyrus Thomas. You know how we talk about Jim Boylan smiling and laughing and shit? Yeah. Tyrus Thomas was another dude that would do that, and he sucked. Tyrus. And, oh, man, I hate Tyrus Thomas. Tyrus Thomas was awful. As a player, I hated Tyrus Thomas. I don't know him as a man. Man, oh, oh dude, man, he was one of my least favorite Bulls of all time. <laughs> but, oh, my God, dude. I, oh, man, that dude really bothered me. Um. But it got me thinking, and I wanted to talk about our favorite moments from those old Bull squads with Derek and Joe Keem. Was John Salmons at the at the game? That would have been dope. No. Nah, Shout John, out John, John Salmons. Salmons was trash. 
What? No, nah, John Salmons is decent. Don't disrespect John Salmons like that, Johnny, bro. Johnny Salmons. <laughs> <laughs> but it nah. got it got me thinking uh, about that, about the you know our favorite moments. And go ahead, kick it off, and then I'll, I'll follow up with mine. Those, I feel like one. That, we're that, gonna, that, we're Tibbs, gonna, that Tibbs era bull, Scott. Yeah, we're going to share one, and I believe you were at the game, but still probably like one of the most entertaining fourth quarters of basketball I've ever watched was the Ray Allen versus Ben Gordon trading buckets uh, playoff game. Yeah, I literally that, that's what I was going to go over. Play, yeah. Never seen two players hotter. Like, you want to talk about hot? Ben Gordon was scorching. On fire. He was just throwing shit up. On fire, scorching hot. Ridiculous. Could not be cooled. It was a classic and He ben was Gordon having a terrible game and, game, and then he just started hitting shots in the fourth quarter. And, and it was a classic Ben Gordon game in that he had 50 points and one assist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was just putting up buckets, and then Ray, Ray Allen just iced him at the end of the game. So for me, um, that'll always be one of my most enjoyable games. I think we just look at two players going going at it like that. Um, those are some of the best basketball. So it's moments. funny because Ben Ben had a bad game, so he I think we got it a little mixed up, and we just we just got kind of lost in the translation. But I was looking at the box score, and this game had everything. By the way, that series was ridiculous. Game six, twenty nineteen, third overtime. First off, Rondo and Heinrich got into it. Three overtimes. Ray Allen went nuts. He had fifty plus. He was hitting. Yeah. He was hitting just re- ridiculous, ridiculous shit. Like, I was looking at his box score. Ray Allen was, hold on. Ray Allen was 18 of 32, 9 of 18 from 3 for 51 points. Now, he only went to the free throw line seven times, hit six. These are all jumpers. We're not yeah. talking about Ray Allen going to the <clears throat> rack. Like Ray Allen was shooting deep twos and threes. He was he, he was wet. All all jump shots. So that shit yeah. was ridiculous. John Salmon in that game had 35. Yeah. Then at one point we were up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Celtics went on an 18-0 run to go up eight. Brad Miller was hitting threes, pick and rolls, got a bucket under under a minute left. That was the same game Joaquin banged on Paul Pierce to follow him out. Remember at the end of that game, Heinrich smoked the layup? Yeah. And then they had a chance to come down and tie it, and D-Rose ended up getting the block? Yep. If you could name, can you name the top, the other two, the top two scores outside of Ray Allen's 51, who do you think led the Celtics in scoring that game? Was Eddie House available? Eddie House is available. Eddie House, there was one game that series that Eddie House was unconscious, but I don't think that's it. Uh, character, oh, man, give me a character. Yeah, character. Give me one more hint. Where do you go to school? Go Tigers. LSU. Yeah. Dog, Big Baby oh, Davis, bro. Oh, Glenn, Big Baby Davis. <laughs> Dog, you can get buckets, bro. Bro, Big Baby had <laughs> had 23 in that game on 10 of 18. He was, yeah, he was like oddly a, a, a hooper. 
He was good. Yeah, he was, he was huge, good, but he was light. But he was light. But he had like nimble feet. He was nimble. Yeah, he had more points than Paul Pierce that game. Paul Pierce only had twenty two. Big Baby had twenty three. Fuck Paul Pierce. <laughs> but those man, it those you know why those that team and that game and those type of folks always just resonate with Chicago is because they weren't that good, but they played hard as fuck. Yeah. Thibodeau had those dudes playing hard as possible. That's why everybody loves them. And the difference between Tibbs when he came out on the mic, first off, he wouldn't even answer that many questions because he doesn't have to. Matt Nagy, you don't have to answer all these questions. Tibbs would just be like, yeah, you know, this, that, and the third. We didn't play as hard as I wanted them to, and we lost. I take responsibility, blah, blah, blah. It was just a different – that was why Thibodeau was the man, bro. Thibodeau was too strong for guard packs. Jim Boylan is weak enough for guard packs. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Guard packs can, can do and say whatever they want to Jim Boylan. They couldn't do that to Thibodeau. Well, because Tim Bo- Jim Boylan is so grateful that they gave him the opportunity. Right. Well, that's what I mean. And they know that. Yeah. They know they'd have Tim's that like, leverage. I can, go get an- I can go get another job. I don't need you guys. Right. Thibodeau was kicking yeah. motherfuckers out of practice. Yeah. Yo, get so The best Thibodeau story ever is when they said that Paxson came to watch a practice. And so, they're, you know, they're practicing half court. Yeah. So, Paxson sitting on the one side of the court. They said Thibodeau <laughs> moved everything to the other side of the court. <laughs> get this guy out of here, bro. Yeah, get him out of here. We don't like, need so this guys, poisonous... This poisonous guy in the gym listening or hearing anything that we're even talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference, man. We don't, man. nothing to do with this guy. Last of a dying breed, bro. Them them squads don't exist anymore in Chicago. It's a shame. I mean, and yeah, it's just, uh, I love those teams, man. Like you said, um, I will say they were very good. I mean, it was a really good system. They had the perfect plans for the system. That first year with the bench when you had Brewer, CJ Watson, shout out CJ Watson, uh, member Floyd Mayweather. He hit Floyd yeah. Mayweather's chick. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. <laughs> he CJ Floyd, did hit Floyd's chick. He said, You fucking with CJ Watson? He said, You let out of all the people in the league, you let hit, you let <laughs> CJ Watson? CJ Watson. So CJ Watson, Kyle Corver, um, I already said Ronnie Brewer, Taj, Omer. Like that bench was fucking crazy. And they played exactly how Tibbs liked it. Remember, he was benching. Joe and Booze for Omer and Tosh. That's the most Tibbs move ever. Yeah. Like, and hey, didn't look, care. These dudes aren't. They're, they're, they're and it was working. The that I want them to. Yeah. He's like, they're not playing the defense that I want them to in the fourth quarter. I'm going to play a big ass dude from Turkey and a 26 year old rookie from USC. Yo, Amir owes all that say. money. All that money he signed for, he owes a ton of that to Tibbs. Who? Ashik. Yeah. Remember, oh, Houston yeah, yeah, gave yeah, him yeah. some crazy amount of bread. Yeah, and then we brought him back for the final year of that deal. Yeah, just yeah, just as a write off. Yeah, and just sat him there, kind of like he was doing the uh, he was doing the Felicio the Felicio thing right here. Hey, over, so, over under in that in that game six overtime game, Brad Miller had twenty three points. He was eight of nine, two of two. Brad Miller three. was a bucket, and he had dimes. How many assists did he have? Uh, only one. But he that's only a, played. He, low, yeah, he was. He played thirty-four mm-hmm. minutes. That game was so passer. long, bro. He had ten rebounds too, twenty-three and ten. It was a great passer. And he rocked the headband. Let's get it. 
Sure did, yeah. And he had the and one tattoo. Man, you yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Miller did have the and one tattoo, bro. Shout out Brad Miller, bro. No, Brad Miller was on some good ass teams. He was on those Kings teams back in the day with C Webb and uh Mike Bibby. Yeah, he was and pa- Page of the Burner. What an overachieving team. Derrick Rose was a rookie. John Salmons, Joe Kim Noah, Tyrus Thomas, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, Brad Miller pushes the the Celtics to seven games. Man, yeah, that was the. It's just different, different times, yeah. man. Different times. Yeah, hey, man. man, we're gonna leave it there. Big Nick the Quick got his already. I dropped the beanies this morning. No catch up times. Carhartt beanie. They're hard. I got gray, black, and neon green. Make sure you cop one. I didn't make that many, so make sure you hop on nocatchupchicago.com slash merch. Grab them. They're available right now. Big quick. What you got going this weekend? Chilling? Just chilling, man. Maintaining? Watching watch Lamar Jackson, you Lamar- know. <laughs> I already know. I'm going to watch my boy, man. You know, I'm going to watch my boy. Hey, real quick, man. I know, we, I know we're ending up. I just want to I wanna get you like a quick two minutes on yeah. this. Just because uh, I got into a little discussion with uh, with our boy Seamus last night, yeah, and he and he was on this bring Chris Paul, bring Chris Paul on board uh, situation, and I, I just want to know what I don't know if you saw this conversation. I did not see this conversation. So, so he did the tra- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he did the, so he did the trade machine right. And he's like, I Chris saw Paul I for- saw he's giving up on Zach Levine though. Oh, he's he's big time on trading Zach. Yeah. So he said trade Chris Paul for Zach Felicio and Valentine. And this is this is the most bullshit ever. He said, if the goal is to make it to the playoffs in the short t- short term, to earn respectability in order to attract a real superstar, doesn't CP3 put us in the best position for that possibility? I responded, being a playoff team didn't help us attract talent over the last decade, so I'm not sold on it working now. Draft, develop, and make smart moves in between. That whole, like, hey, if you're a playoff team, people are going to want to come play for you. We just went through that the last 10 years. It's not true. It's a myth. Bro, no one's going to come here while we have guard packs here. No, yeah. It's just not going to happen. I so, feel like agents know, too. Like, that's a toxic environment. Like, you don't want to be around that team. So I'm going to say this. I don't want Chris Paul to come here for Chris Paul's sake. You feel me? I don't want Chris really? Paul to have to come over here and deal with this shit. It's just not where you want to be. And then, I don't, I don't and that's going to be the guy that's going to look at Jim Boylan like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing yeah, out gonna, here? That's going to be the last, that's the last dude you want to It's the last in guy there. you want with Jim Boylan. He's going to be like, yo, what are you doing, bro? He looked at Doc like that, and Doc's won rings. Right. So, no, nah, man, I don't want Chris yeah. Paul here just because it doesn't do anything for us. We have a young right. squad we're trying to develop. We need a coach that can develop our young players. Then we could then have a dream of adding some pieces that can help us win 55 games in the East. Go look at the other squads that are winning in the East. Philly built from the ground up. Milwaukee built from the ground up. Boston not built from the ground up, but made really good decisions, had really good draft picks, having a, having a, a really good coach. Then added some pieces in free agency with Kyrie. That didn't work out, but then they added some more with Kemba and then Gordon Hayward. But look at the well, other they, teams in the East, bro. 
and they recognize that the Kyrie situation. And you know, I killed Boston all year last year, right? Um, but you're 100 percent right. They said this is a bad situation. We're gonna punt on this situation. We want no part of Kyrie. Thank you so much. Get the fuck out of here. We're gonna replace him with Kimbo Walker and look at the result. Which is a and well, this is a whole other episode, but it's a bad look. It's sort of a bad look for Kyrie because he leaves Boston, they get good. He goes to Brooklyn and they're fucking terrible. Yeah, after them, after they were good, they were good. Yeah. Look. Toronto, built from the ground up. They added Kawhi and he left. They're still 10 and 4. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Brooklyn, Orlando, it's just like, that's where we are. Charlotte. Miami's 10 and 3, playing out of their mind. Great organization. Great coach. Great coach, great organization. You feel me? Great coach and great organization. They're playing over their head. And and they got no limit hero. Man, Jimmy Butler's boy. If man, Jimmy Butler bro. rocks with you, I got to rock with you. Right, that's how, that's yeah, how I go. Like, he doesn't like anybody, bro. Yeah, if Jimmy Butler co-signs you, then I guess I, he, you, I'm rocking with you then. <laughs> I'm a bucket. I'm a bucket. <laughs> like, Jimmy Butler's circle is different. Like... Mark Wahlberg is he, those are the cats that he he kicks it with real ones. <laughs> he kicks it with real ones. And yeah. and he kicks it with real ones and he lets you know if you're not a real one and he lets you know that I'm not gonna be around not real ones and he doesn't support them. Yeah, it's great. So like yeah, if Jimmy rocks with you, then I'm rocking with you. As simple as that, straight like that. Right. But yeah, man, no Chris Paul. We don't need him. He doesn't need us. It would be a bad situation overall. We're gonna win. This is what it is, bro. We're going to win 25 games, and then next year we're going to win 30 games, and then we'll probably win 28 the next. You know what I mean? Like, until we clear out, like we've been saying for years, it's just that's just what it's going to be. It really goes back to, and and I'll say, the, the, the Bulls messing up that tank job is just as bad as Pace moving up to take Trubisky. With with how loaded that draft was with Luca and all those dudes coming, and I was wrong about Luca, but the fact that we don't have a top three pick there is ludicrous. Yeah, it'll, it'll go down as a. a, a I mean, we, we're just we're just beating up a dead a dead horse, but yeah, it's it's just as bad as the bull or the bulls or the bears moving up to get Trubisky. We had a real opportunity to have a real strong, real rebuild. And we had time on the clock before they changed the tank rules. And we didn't tank. We should have been running out on the court and sitting down. (laughs) We should have been losing games. We should have been losing games. 110 to 55 every night. Right. Simple as that. Bring up all the G-Leaguers, get rid of anything of value, and run out a bullshit team every night. And and yeah, tell everyone that's exactly what you're doing and yeah. whatever, Try to just to try to avoid the fines. But, bro, no, we're trying to develop our young players. Next question. Right. We have some young guys in the G-League who want to get looks. We should, yeah, this is this is the squad we're fielding. But we we, we smoked it off. We, we It's just bad, man. It's all bad. But, yeah, we'll leave it there. Big Nick the Quick on the line, bro. Have a good weekend, my guy. I'll probably see you at some point. Um, 
Make sure you go nocatchupchicago.com slash merch. Check out the new beanies. They're live. They're 25 bucks worth every penny. I also I also only have a couple t-shirts left, so I cut those down to 20 bucks. So go grab a tee. Go do your thing. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell the homies. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to a podcast, we're on there. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little, for Big Nick the Quick. Enjoy the weekend. We out.